When you look into Discover Student Loans, what you see might surprise you. We can help cover your college costs, don't charge you fees, and give you cash rewards for good grades. Ready to apply? Visit discoverstudentloans.com. Limitations apply. G'day everyone, Lauren Cress, the business scientist here. Hope you're doing well. My episode is a little bit late this week, but I was like better late than never, right? So today we're talking about what to do when you feel like, fuck, I actually really just hate my job. What do you do? What do you need to think about? And we'll talk a bit about career change and I'm going to ask you some questions to think about as well. But before we get into that, I'd like to take a moment in the spirit of reconciliation to acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. I pay my respect to Elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples living and working on the land today. So what do you do when you've just had enough? What do you do when you had enough of the job you're currently in? Now, this could be that you're working for someone else. It could be that you're sick of the job that you're doing within your own business. It could be a mixture of different things. So maybe you're a freelancer and you've got some jobs that you're just like, I hate this, I need to leave, but there's some other stuff that I like doing. So I'm talking about this from the perspective of whatever it is you do for work, whether you show up as an entrepreneur or a freelancer or you're being employed by someone else. So the first thing I want to say to you is you are not alone. According to the most recent statistics from Gallup in 2020, where they were keeping a really close eye on employee engagement, they found that only 15% of employees were actively engaged in the work they were doing, which is consistent with their data from 2015 as well. Back in 2011, I think it was 70%. So it seems to have gone up over the last 10 years. And, you know, I didn't look too much into why this has gone up. But one thing that I've had in the back of my mind is thinking about kind of like we all know that there's big problems to solve and we kind of want to be a part of solving that because, well, I believe, I think we all want to kind of be like, we haven't got a lot of time left to sort out the stuff that's wrong with our planet um, before things start to get really, really rough. So do I really want to sit in this job and do this stuff that feels kind of meaningless or purposeless or doesn't, I can't see how it connects with that, you know, uh, this sense of being a cog in a machine that maybe that machine's actually causing more bad than good, more harm than good. So, but that's just, that I'm just like, completely hypothesizing based off the zeitgeist, not based off uh, statistics there. And I'm sure if you wanted to go and look into that more um, with Gallup, they would be talking more about what's going on there as well. And some of the big issues I know from having looked into this before are around people feeling recognized and validated by uh, their coworkers, by their uh, company, by their boss, Um, and I think it's really interesting because also when you go and look at how entrepreneurs feel, generally entrepreneurs are a lot more engaged with work, 
but they also tend to not have a lot of money. They tend to have a lot of stress. They're at risk of burnout and other things. So uh, it's interesting that, you know, it's kind of like in one sense you give up uh, the money but then you feel more engaged, you know, you feel less bored but you're kind of like I'm taking bigger risks. And probably part of that as well, which is interesting to think about too, is like when we've got skin in the game, when things are at risk, um, when we're faced with a challenge, um, we can actually be more engaged as well. So there was, this was talked about early in the 20th century, this idea of kind of optimum level of challenge. So if something isn't difficult enough, we get bored, but if something's too difficult, we get overwhelmed. And I'd say like for people who are in a new job or people who are in a new business, they're going to probably be more towards the feeling overwhelmed side of things and less likely to feel into the bored side of things. So what I want to do in this episode is just help you kind of break down. If you're one of those people who's thinking, I hate my job, where to from here? What I want to do is I want to ask you some questions about that. I'll talk a little bit about some of the things that I've witnessed and experienced and what I've talked about with people I've interviewed before as well. And we'll kind of then talk about towards the end, okay, right now, what's the next step? So the first thing I want us to think about a little bit more is like, okay, so you hate your job. What specifically do you hate? And also thinking about what are the factors that you like or love about your job, even though you hate it, maybe there's some things that are really, really important to be aware of um, that could give you clues for what to do next. So our brain is wired to focus on the negative. (laughs) Our brain is wired to focus on what's dangerous, where we feel like we don't belong, where we feel like we're not part of the pack, where we feel like we don't fit in. So we're more likely to be probably biased towards the things that are bad than the things that are good. And that's fine. We're going to start by talking about the things that aren't going right, but then we're also going to talk about, well, what's, what is going right? And then how do we use all of that information to come up with a solution? And the reason I like doing this way, if you're this, this way, if you're a new listener and you haven't listened to a show before is that I don't, believe in giving you guys advice. Um, Some of you know I'm studying counselling at the moment and one of the things that we talk about in counselling is a person-centred approach. This idea and this belief that, well, ultimately you have the most knowledge, experience and ability to make the right decision for yourself, right? Uh, I don't know you personally, and even if I did, I wouldn't know you as well as you know yourself. But what my kind of role is here on this podcast is to share a little bit about some of the questions that could be useful for you to think about. And it can be really useful. I am going to start putting together like resources uh, that you can sort of go through to help work through these questions that we're talking about each week. Um, But also, if you want to uh, just follow along with this, you can even write some of these questions down and use them as sort of journal prompts to think about this in more detail. Okay, so first thing we're going to think about is like, 
Okay. What are the things in your job that you feel like you really don't like that you don't have any influence over? So these would be things like, do you, do you hate your job because of the, what your company does? Like, are you kind of sitting there going, I really just don't believe in what our company is doing. I, it doesn't align with my values. I'm feeling like it's actually making me compromise on my ethics. Um, is it that kind of thing where you're like, our company actually does something that's bad for people, for the environment, for our planet, and I don't want to be a part of it, right? Because that kind of thing, that's not something that we can really have too much of an impact on. Like if that's what the company does, that's how the company makes money doing something that we don't believe in, then it's it's kind of going to be like a mammoth task, especially if you're at the end of your tether, <laughs> to try to influence change there. Um, the other thing is, is like, is the job that you're doing just completely lacking meaning for you? So is it maybe that it's like, well, I don't, I don't think what my company is doing is wrong or bad. It's not, this is not an ethical thing. It's not a values thing, but actually what I do on a day-to-day basis feels completely meaningless to me. And I want to break that down further because the thing is, is if it feels meaningless, is it because of how you're looking at it? Or is it actually like, no, this truly is meaningless. So for instance, like in a lot of jobs, in a lot of roles that we play, we're part of a, you know, a bigger team, like where we are kind of, and we can see ourselves a little bit like this cog in the machine. Like I'm just, I'm just doing this tiny bit of this very, very big thing. And if that's the case, that's not necessarily that your job is meaningless, but maybe what's happened is you're feeling like disconnected from the end result. So you're not feeling like you're acknowledged, validated, recognized for the contribution that you're making, even though it might be like what you do is, you know, it's a thousand piece puzzle and you're one piece, right? Um, Without the piece, the puzzle isn't complete. So I think in that case, there can be times where maybe we could influence the way that this is spoken about and we could look at, okay, I just need to give feedback to um, the people at at my work and we can talk about strategies in a second. Or it could be that you're like, actually, no, like this role is completely redundant, doesn't need to be there. There would be a smarter way to do this without me here and I feel like I'm pushing paper. So not so when your values are, are being challenged and when you're feeling like this is completely purposeless, there are things that it's kind of like, okay, you know, how much influence – we need to be realistic with how much we can influence change there. And the thing is if we're feeling like we cannot influence change at all and we've tried everything and we're like, no, nah, this is just not worth it, then that's kind of where we might start to look at, all right, like, you know, what else do we, what else do we want to explore? You know, how do we, how do we kind of shift and make our our lives better? The other thing that could feel like, I just really don't have any influence on, on this. And this is really, you know, causing me a lot of stress and pain in my day-to-day life is if we're surrounded by really toxic people. So there are workplace cultures where it's like, 
you know, there's just a lot of bullying. There's a sort of like, there's just a bad culture. You know, it's like, it's not fair. It's, um, there might be like a glass ceiling issue where you feel like you can only ever get to a certain point because people are promoted based on, you know, their sex, their uh, background, their, um, you know, status, their ethnicity, you know, so that kind of thing can feel like, okay, well, (laughs) this is, this is just really toxic. This is really bad for me because instead of me feeling like this is a place where I can thrive, I actually feel like this is a place where I, I can't, I can't, um, grow as a person. So when, when we're in a situation where it's like, this situation is actually really toxic and bad for us, getting out of that situation is, it can be a really, really positive step. Right. But there are also lots of times that and I've seen this with people that I've worked with um, in my career where there's a belief that that's the case. And then it's kind of like actually the patterns get repeated in multiple workplaces. So the problem is seen to be external. The problem is seen to be. Oh, it's this particular workplace, this particular role. But actually there might be something else going on. Like maybe instead of speaking up, uh, you kind of grew up with values where like, no, you don't speak up, you don't say say anything or you feel like you can't and as a result it's kind of like your needs aren't being met because you're not voicing them, right? Um, but then there's other times where you're like, I am voicing this, I'm being very clear about this <laughs> and nothing's changing. So now I want to talk about the things that you can influence so, and, and maybe have a think about this for a second. What are the things that you're like, this isn't going right for me. This is something that I'm really not liking about the job, but I actually have never spoken to anyone about it. And maybe these are things that could change. So for instance, um, travel, commuting, let's say that you're in a situation where now that, you know, vaccinations have been getting rolled out now that you know COVID is kind of in some places in the world kind of becoming like where we're looking at our way out of this in Australia like we've got people going into the offices kind of everywhere that's pretty normal um a normal way to kind of has been a normal way to work again this year and I know in the states things are starting to look like that as well and in the UK so and I'm sure there would be in other parts of the world so maybe one of the things that you really enjoyed about COVID, even though there were lots of bad things, was maybe you were like, oh, I've actually got all this flexibility at home. For some people, people didn't like working at home. For some people, people did did like working at home. But let's say for you, you're like, actually, I really liked certain aspects of working at home. I like that I didn't have to commute and travel and waste a bunch of petrol and sit in the traffic all day, um, you know, for two hours a day going to and from work. I like that I could sleep in a little bit or spend more time with my partner or my kids. I could, um, you know, it was easy for me to work out, you know, all these kind of this work-life balancing might have changed for you and maybe there were some positive things in that. So now you could be in a situation where you're like, I hate my job because I have to go into my job. I hate my job because I have to go back to work, back to the office nine to five and I just, now that I've had this different experience, I really don't want to do that. And I think that's something that's actually quite common. So I was looking at research that was showing that there's a big gap. This came out a few months ago. 
this big gap between what employees and what employers expect. So employees are like, yep, I, I expect that there will at least be some times that I can work from home. Maybe it won't be every day, but I'll have more flexibility in being able to work from home. And then there were, uh, they looked at employers and they were kind of like, oh, no, no, no. Like a lot of them were like, no, I don't expect my employees to need to work at home at all. Or some of them were like, oh, maybe we could do a little bit of, um, little bit of like one day a week or something like that. So was it that, you know, and because we've had this thing with COVID, it's actually quite good to compare. We've had the opportunity to compare, well, what was it like working in those situations versus what is it like? Now, um, going back into the office, maybe. Are there things that maybe you're like, okay, if my lifestyle balance was better, actually, like it's not that I don't, I don't mind my job. I don't mind the people I work with. I feel like I'm contributing to something that matters, but I just dread waking up and having to like drive into work for an hour every day. So that might be something where it's not like you hate your job. It's more like I hate the inflexibility of my job. I hate the rigidity of my life and what I can do with my life because of my job. Now, depending on where you work, that may be something that you can influence it, influence change for. So that could be something where it's like, well, have you had a conversation with your manager, your boss, HR, whoever the right person is to say, hey, like, I just want to, um, I need to be able to work at home a little bit more. Uh, I'm, I'm real. I really enjoyed this and this and this. I got heaps more done, you know, putting together a bit of a business case for it to show like you've been productive, you've done really great work, you've proven yourself and to say like, you know, I need to be there for my kids or I, um, this is really important for me. Like this is sort of becoming a little bit of a, like, I don't know if I can stay here if I'm going to have to kind of do all the stuff we used to do you know and depending you may you may or may not want to say that depends on the work culture depends on who you're dealing with and this is where you kind of need to use like you know inter interpersonal kind of skills to figure that out so I know for me for instance I remember I negotiated a promotion where I literally said like I've gone for another interview elsewhere um, and I don't want to go I love the work I do here but I need to show like I've stepped up and done this role this role this role you guys are offering me a vanity title with no pay promotion and I I know like I think at the time we had like a hiring freeze or something I was like I know we've had a hiring freeze but at the same time I'm, I'm not asking for a significant raise what I'm asking for is to see that you guys are committed to me too because I've been headhunted for another job which was true I had actually gone for an interview um, so that for me worked, right? And but I knew my boss well. I knew what the company was like. I knew that I could back myself. Um, so you know, I don't want to be again. I don't want to be giving advice here. I want you to think about that. So think about like, are these things that I could probably have a conversation about before I just walk out the door? Because the cost of hiring someone else the cost of replacing you is expensive so if it's something around like negotiating travel flexibility pay promotion and it might be some also some things that you're kind of like there's just a bad egg 
in our office and it's making things really difficult. And so unlike before where I said, oh, there's like a toxic environment and the cult, the company culture's bad and you can't see how this is going to change, if it's kind of like, oh, actually, no, like there's there's some things that are a little bit toxic but overall this is actually, you know, it's just this one person is kind of making it really difficult for everyone, then that might be something you can talk to HR about as well. This is also something that I did in one of my jobs and the person ended up getting managed out because there were so many complaints against this particular person that it was like... Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbours are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. Chances are they live in a home and have a car. They use money and enjoy having more of it. They probably drink lots of lemonade. Mmm, lemonade. And they've probably said something suspicious like, I'm bundling with Geico or stop spying on me with those binoculars. If so, you may want to ask them how easy it was to bundle with Geico. Bundling is easy with Geico. Just ask your neighbors. Yep, okay. We're, we're going to do something about this. I think I was like the third person that had complained within a month or something like that. So um, it took time. But that was kind of like for me... This one person was the difference between me looking forward to going to work and dreading work. So, um, you know, it's 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 interesting because I think in a lot of workplaces there often is that one person. Um, okay, so we've talked about things you can't influence that you feel like realistically this is not going to change or if it's going to change, it's going to change over 10 years and I'm not staying around here for 10 years to wait for it to change. And there could be things that you're like, you know what, like, this is stuff that I, this is stuff that I can change. So the next thing I want to talk about is like, okay, we've talked about what do you hate? What are the things that have gone right for you in this job? So there would be things that there's a, there's reasons that you've stayed, right? Uh, It could be security. It could be like, the market's not great at the moment. I'm worried about being able to get another job. I have financial security. It gives me the ability to do things that I want to do on the weekend, pay off my mortgage, send my kids to school, all that kind of stuff, right? And there could be other things as well. So the thing to think about here, and this is probably for people who are a bit more like, I'm starting to feel like I hate my job, maybe not fully into like, I need to leave, right? Think about like, What has gone right for you in this position? So because we don't, like I said before, we don't tend to focus on this stuff. This is something, again, that we talk about a lot at um, my work at People Strength, uh, which I mentioned a few times on the show before. So we talk about the importance of validation and recognition at work and at home. And one thing we talk about a lot is like we're not focused on what's, what's going right. You know, we're not. One of the questions that we ask is like what went well because of you? And this is about understanding your contribution influence that you make in what happens that went well in your week, right? It could be at work, it could be at home. But what I want you to think about is like, okay, for you at work, what are the things that have gone right during your time? So a useful way I find to do this kind of stuff, to think about achievements, is to actually write down a timeline. So if you're someone who is more like of a digital person, you could do this like on Canva. You can make it look really pretty. I love Canva. Canva's awesome. Um, Or you could look at like, uh, you know, just drawing it, right? However you want to do it, you could do it on Excel. You could just have a bunch of 
dates and years and months and kind of do it on an Excel spreadsheet or even a Word doc. I like drawing it out. So uh, I get my whiteboard and I kind of do like a line and then I just start marking down years. So let's say you've been in this job since 2016, right? So you go like 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, and maybe you can even put 2021 in there, just kind of like dashes, right? And then you want to think about, okay, what are some of the what are some of the milestones? What are some of the things that I achieved during my time? You know, so maybe in 2016 you're like, well, I like actually I ran a really successful campaign. Um, this was this is actually I realize I've been focusing a little bit on people who are employed at another job. Um, for people who are running their own business, this is a really really useful exercise. I think one of the things for us when we're running our own business is we tend to not recognize how far we've come because we're always seeing like the future. We're seeing, okay, like this is what I've got to do next. These are the numbers of clients I need to get. This is the amount of work I need to come get coming through. This is who I need to hire, all that kind of stuff, right? So really great exercises. Think about, okay, what are, what are the things that I've achieved what are the milestones? What are the, it might be things like you um, won an award, you spoke at an event, you um, ran a successful project. What are all those things that you're really proud of, right? What are the things that you're most proud of in your time, either in your own um, own business or in this job? And then think about like, what are the things that went into making that happen? What were the tasks you had to do? What were the skills that you needed to use? How did you bring people together? What did you do to make that possible? And have a think about how that was recognized. Were you praised by the people at work? Did you Were you able to acknowledge what you did? Did you stand up and kind of say, I did this? This actually, this activity can be really, really good as well for if you want to go in and make a business case about something. Like I need a promotion, look at all these things that I've achieved. So this actually kind of goes into if you, you're new to the show, you wouldn't have listened to this episode uh, yet, but I talked about it a while back where I was talking about why do we work? And I talked about the PERMA model, P-E-R-M-A. So, uh, you know, positive emotion, engagement, recognition, meaning, an achievement. So uh, positive emotion, when have you experienced positive emotion? When are you still experiencing positive emotion? What are the parts of the day that you still look forward to, if any? Engagement, are you feeling like you're curious about what's happening? Are you feeling like there's things that are still a challenge? Remember how I was saying there's an optimum amount of challenge there that you need to be experiencing in order to be involved right so are you feeling are you feeling engaged is it just that the work's too easy for you and then again could you have a conversation about that could you say I need this work to be more engaged this was actually something that I went through with my business I was sitting there going the work I have to do to make this business run the way I've set the business up at the moment isn't actually engaging for me. So I'm not looking forward to my day because it's really boring work for me. And the whole point of starting my business was so it wouldn't be boring work. And a certain tolerance for boredom is good. 
But if it's kind of like you're not structuring things in a way where you get to continue to grow and thrive, you can only put up with that for so long. So if you're running your own business, think about that. Like, are there things that you're like, like I had hired a VA um, and then when COVID hit, I couldn't afford to have a VA anymore. So you've got a VA and then the VA does some of the things that you're like, oh, I just, I hate doing these tasks. I hate checking my emails. Like, and it, you know, it's not things that necessarily make you money, right? I hate doing these things. It doesn't make me money. Maybe I could get someone else to do it. Or maybe it's just that the way you set your company up or what you're doing in your company doesn't interest you anymore. So uh, that's number two. Uh, What's number three? Uh, R. R is for recognition. So are you being recognized for the work that you're doing? Are are you recognizing yourself? This is part of what we're talking about now, right? Going through, have you actually sat there and recognized how much you've accomplished? Have you, and I don't mean this in terms of like, oh, I just need to give myself a pat pat on the back. No, like, because when we see ourselves from now, it's kind of like we feel like, oh, well, this is who I am, you know, great. But when I look back at like who I was and what I thought and how I spoke about things, four years ago, I'm like, I am such a different person now. The things that I find really easy to do, I used to find tough. So of course I need to be thinking about how I can challenge myself in new ways. And of course I need to be recognizing what I've done in order to make sure that I actually realize that I am growing because it's just something that we can be like, just completely at blind spot for us. I didn't even realize that I was, I was, um, achieving these things okay then we have meaning I've mentioned meaning already so where are the meaningful moments in your week are they at work are they at home are they at both are you wanting more meaning at in in your work environment in your business is that something that can be changed so that you feel like that's the case or can it not you know and again that goes back to what we were talking about earlier what does meaning, what is meaningful to you? I mean, that's a bigger question and one that we're going to explore in multiple episodes here, but have a think about that. It, it, what's actually meaningful to me in my day? What's been the most meaningful thing for me in the last week? What happened? Is that why I need to be staying at home more? Because all these meaningful moments are happening for me at home. Is that something I can negotiate? Have I become more aware of things that are happening in our environment, to people, to um, where I feel like I could be helping a lot more if I went and did something else. You know, is it like you're kind of like, I just feel really inspired to make a difference and I don't feel like I can do this here. I feel like I've outgrown the role. And, you know, this will tie in with like what we're going to explore in next week's episode, which will be very soon, um, on actually looking at what does the world need right and how do I feel like I'm making a meaningful contribution there I've got some really good sites you guys can go and check out and kind of look at okay I've actually I actually understand what the priorities are from a global perspective and based on that I can see where I can make a contribution there as well so is it like I hate my job, I just want to leave and I don't even care what I do, I just need to get out. In which case maybe you're almost like at that burnout kind of stage or is it like you're just like there's so, I'm so excited 
to kind of go and do something else. And based on that, that might also have an impact on that where to next piece, which we'll talk about in just a second, but let's just go through the PERMA thing quickly. So A is the final one, achievement. We've already talked about this a little bit. Map that out. What have you achieved? What are you most proud of? What can you do to create more moments like that? Are you going to be able to create any of these things moving forward? Can you see yourself finding ways to make sure that you have more positive emotion at work, more engagement at work, more recognition, a greater sense of meaning and more opportunities to accomplish and achieve things that that matter for you. So that's kind of that's kind of like a bit of a bra- way to brainstorm all of this stuff. But the other final thing I wanted to talk to you guys about like I just said was where to from here. So if you're kind of like, oh, if you're feeling like now, yes, I can see if I just have this conversation, I approach this this way, I rethink this, I get involved in that project, I can actually see that I can still get all of this from my job that I'm currently in, whether it's in my my own business, yes, I can reshape things and do things differently or I can have conversations with people who can make that happen for me then you might you're probably just not at that point yet where you you're ready to to quit right because it's like it might be there's some key things that need to happen and if they happen you might actually be like this is actually pretty perfect for me this is a great fit as long as something changes right it's like it's not like oh i can just put up with it it's like if these things change i can see myself really fitting this fitting into my life and what I want, awesome. Then you've got, no, actually, like I feel like I've had all of these conversations. I've done all of this stuff. In other places I've worked, I've not felt as miserable as I feel here. This this is actually their a company issue and I don't see them being open to changing things because I've already asked. Then that's probably a pretty strong sign that, Oh, you, you would have to put up with that stuff in order for it you to continue working there, right? Like if it's not going to change, it's like, well, are you happy with it not changing and staying? If not, then that's probably like where you need to think about, okay, what, what are the other opportunities? Where do I want to go from here? And again, this is a person-centered thing. So, so I want you to think about questions like what else would you do do you have like a strategy for leaving? Like, have you got savings? Are you kind of like, because if the thing is, is if you're burnt out, if you're like, oh, I just don't even want to look at a computer screen, uh, then that it might be like you actually need a bit of respite. It might be worth like going to see a counsellor, getting like taking care of your mental health a little bit, getting other things in your life taken care of and giving yourself some room to breathe, right? Uh, it might be that you just need a holiday. Maybe you just need a week off work and then you can sort of clear your head and make a decision, right? Like this isn't something you have to make a decision about right now, but that's something to think about. If you're kind of like, oh no, I'm just so excited. Like I said before, I've grown, I've done everything I can here. I can see that like they've made changes to accommodate me um, and I still just don't feel like, I'm going to be able to really thrive here 
Or I can see that in the business that I've created for myself, I'm not going to be able to actually play to my strengths and and thrive here. Then it's probably like it's just not the right fit anymore, right? So if that's the case, if it feels like this isn't actually, this just isn't a good fit, there's there's no bad blood, I don't feel, you know, I I feel like I'm being taken care of, but I'm so excited about these roles that I'm reading out here and I'm, you know, I got, or you might even be in the position where you're like, I got offered another job and yeah, it's a bit scary, but like, I, I'm so, this just seems like such a good fit and you're kind of trying to make that decision. Then think about that. Like what are, what's going to give you all those things we were just talking about is, is a new opportunity. Does it feel like it's going to be able to give you more of those things? And the other thing is, is like, what we can do is we can change, want to change something in our life because something else is not working for us. So are there other things in your life that aren't working and that you're blaming your job for? Um, so that could be something as well. But I think, I mean, I know for me, I just got to a point where I was like, it was a mixture of things. I was like, already planning on leaving to start a business. I've been in conversation with one of my colleagues for three months about it. And we were kind of just waiting to start. And at one point I just kind of snapped and I found out that uh, someone being hired, I think I've talked about this before, but someone being hired at a more sort of junior level to me was being offered more money than I was. And I think it really triggered me because he was male. Um, And I was like, well, okay, that's like really against my values. Like you can't pay someone who's, not only less experienced than me um, that hasn't worked here before and I'm going to be in charge of more money, but you're also paying someone who's male more money. And it, I was just like, no, like in, in, I think it was 2016. I'm like, that is not okay. turns out they were actually going to give me more money as well, but I don't, one, I never saw the offer. It was kind of like, oh yeah, that's typed out and ready for you. And two, I was just like, it should have been discussed with me prior to me interviewing this person and finding that out it was not well handled. So I kind of was like fed up, frustrated, but I also was excited about something, something new that I was, that I was working on and already kind of thinking about. Um, so, sorry, I went off on a random personal story tangent. Sometimes that happens, but hopefully that's kind of helpful and kind of just taking a moment, you know, there's, There's nothing wrong with just looking at this in more detail. I hate my job. Okay, what is it that I hate? And, you know, some of us are kind of in a position where it's like, oh, we've got buffer or maybe it's like we're holding out for a redundancy package. Uh, There could be lots of things that are influencing how long we wait and what we do. But I think think it would be – the world would be a much better place if more people in their workplaces were able to thrive either through having conversations or kind of also going, this just isn't good good enough. Because when we do that, it also opens the gate for other people to have those kind of conversations as well. So I think having the dialogue, not just being sort of like, because we can get a little bit in our heads about this. I mean, this happens in everything, right? It happens in relationships with our partners it happens in friendships it happens with family where 
it's like something needs to change and we've been thinking about it in our head. We've been telling ourselves all these stories about what people think of us, whether or not we're important, all this kind of stuff, but we haven't actually had the conversation. And so it's kind of like it's like our brain's worst version of events because our brain's going to look for, like I said before, those negative things. Um, so I hope these questions have been helpful. Like I said, I'm going to start kind of putting together some materials so that you guys can go through this. Where I'm going to be doing that is on my new membership site, laurencelaboratory.com. So at the moment, I've got some products that people have been downloading and stuff, but there is actually also a membership portal that I'm sort of like building and figuring out how we can start talking about some of these ideas in the membership portal itself. There's going to be a free membership portal that you can just uh, join and talk about this stuff. You don't have to pay anything um, and there'll be paid ones as well for other things that people may want. So come and check that out. Sign up for a free membership. Just go to laurenslaboratory.com. It will be on the homepage and we can start talking about some of these things. I'll be back very soon <laughs> in a couple of days because this went out so late uh, where we'll be talking about what the world needs. But until next time, remember that stepping into your power will make the world a better place. Cheers, guys.